0: Welcome to the Pokescast. I'm Ryan Thorburn, the Wyoming B-Writer for the Casper Star Tribune, and it's BYU week, something uh, I didn't think I'd say again, but Wyoming is at number 19 BYU this week. But before we look ahead to that game, it we have to look back to the Air Force game. Robert Gagliardi, uh, wow, we, uh, especially me, painted Air Force as a, a juggernaut, but Wyoming takes down the Falcons. Seventeen sixteen, uh my mountain division favorite loses in laramie uh the road to the mountain west championship goes through war memorial stadium all of a sudden
1: all of a sudden i mean i know we're still very early in the season ryan but we're both kind of eating crow or have been eating crow for the last few days after that and uh you know on you know but when you when we looked at it last week i mean it was kind of hard not to you know kind of pump air force up a little bit you know and uh um, yeah, now I know Air Force came into that game, you know, some of their perimeter runners were hurt, um, you know, that hurt them, but you know what? Wyoming was without its starting offensive tackle. Um, two of its running backs were on the bench and one of the guys that was running the ball still has a club on his hand. So, you know, injuries are part of football, but that's, I guess that's why you play the games. Uh, a lot of credit to Wyoming to, you know, uh, Scheme, you know, having a good game plan, I think, on both sides of the ball and more importantly, executing that game plan. I thought, you know, Wyoming did a great job of bottling up that Air Force run. Um, I wanted to control the ball a lot, especially early in the game. And, you know, and then when it needed to drive, one thing, you know, when it fell behind, you know, Andrew, Andrew Peasley and company drove down the field and and they they scored the game winning touchdown. Um you know, I know reading your stuff, Ryan, you know, Craig both thought that was one of their more complete games they've played in, in a long time, let alone this season. And maybe that's true. I think there's still a lot of room for improvement there. But, hey, you know, you beat, you know, I don't know what Air Force is going to do, Ryan, but I do think it's safe to say that I think Air Force is going to win a lot of games and maybe they still win the the, the division in this conference. You know, I think they're still fully capable of that. But you're right, now, Wyoming, with that win now, it's just one. There's a lot of other conference games left you know, puts itself like, hey, we're not gonna we're certainly not gonna lie down for any of you guys out there in the mountain west. So a lot of credit to Wyoming. It was a good football game. Yeah, it was a little scoring, but I don't know. I think that was just a good quote unquote old fashioned football game. It was very physical, uh hard hitting, you know, maybe not a lot of points, but it was just a very good college football game last Friday night.
0: Yeah. And it was a clean game. Wyoming had three penalties for 20 yards. Air Force was not flagged in the entire game. Uh, So uh, really an amazing game. Wyoming was uh, six for 11 on third down. And, uh, you know, Andrew Peasley was, you know, this is what, why they got Andrew Peasley. This is what they thought they had 18 for 23, uh, one touchdown, one interception Wyoming loses the turnover battle 1-0 to Air Force and still beats Air Force. Really an amazing job all around, you know, by the running game, the defense, uh, special teams. You know, John Hoyland kicks a chip shot on the first drive. And and as Bull pointed out, the peanut gallery is probably like, you got to go for it on fourth and two, fourth and goal at the two. But, you know, they just felt like they needed any kind of a lead. Uh, you know, I talked to Tim Polasek last Monday and he said, we have to have the lead at halftime. And in the fourth quarter, it's got to be a one score game. And then we've got a chance and that's exactly what happened.
1: Yeah. It kind of really kind of played out to fruition again, you know, credit to the coaches for coming up with the game plan and, you know, but the, more importantly, the players executing it, but what was also really impressive again, I, you know, I thought Peasley and offense, you know, was, was pretty efficient. You know, the interception, I remember just seeing replays, you know, and a um, it wasn't so good, but then again, when they kind of slowed it down a little bit more, I see I saw the read, I guess and you know, but turnover is a turnover, but look, Ryan, that defense was amazing. And look, we've seen you know over the last three games the defense play well, but how is it going to hold up against an Air Force offense that was just you know putting up video game like numbers through its first couple of games? And then you know, seeing your tweet before the game that you know Easton Gibbs was probably not going to play because he was ill. And then, you know, pulling a kind of like a Willis Reed type thing where he comes in, he loses 10 to 12 pounds or whatever over the last couple of days, high temperature. And he comes in and he plays, you know, at first when I was, you know, I saw your tweet and I'm like, well, he's not even going to play. This is not going to end well for Wyoming, you know, and then he's out there. And I'm like, is there a duplicate number out there for, it took me a little while to like, no, that really is Easton Gibbs out there. And, And he played very well along with a lot of guys. I thought the interior line. Uh, played very well. I thought the defensive ends did very well, really, for the most part, throughout the game of, of, of containment. I mean, you know, again, credit to the coaches for the game plan and and, and a lot of credit to the players for executing because I think in, that's kind of how you beat Air Force in this day and age. You know, control the ball. Don't let them go crazy in the run game. Control the interior line. And, and that's what Wyoming did.
0: Yeah, I mean, before they did the cowboy walk at the hotel, Craig Bull had the said defensive starters stand up and Easton Gibbs was not there. He was still very ill. (laughs) So Reed's son has to stand up. Here's a a walk-on long snapper. Now he's on scholarship now, but a couple of years ago, he walked on as a long snapper during the COVID season. And now he's starting at middle linebacker against Air Force in the conference opener you know, I have a story on Reed's son this week. Really, an interesting story. He's from Alaska, and uh, you know, the first two snaps, of course, he makes the tackles, <laughs> and then Easton Gibbs, who had a hundred and four degree fever, you know, like even an hour before the game, gets a, a magical IV and gets the temperature down, gets taped up and goes out there and also plays. So, uh, you know, I'm somebody mentioned Willis Reed in the press box, and I was like. I don't know how many people uh, are old enough to remember Willis Reed. How about Michael Jordan? then I thought, I don't know how many people, especially students remember the Michael Jordan. uh, I think Wyoming fans will remember this Easton Gibbs game. And, and, and really the cool thing about Wyoming's defense, you know, they planned for this. Uh, They practiced uh, against the option in spring a little bit in fall a little bit. They knew this would be a short week. And then on Monday or Tuesday, uh, probably Tuesday before practice, Craig Bull called Cole Goodbow and Jordan Bertinoli into his office and said, guys, this game is on you. And they dominated. So really a great job by the coaching staff. Both coordinators had brilliant plans that were executed almost flawlessly. And that's how you beat what looked like the Mountain West favorite.
1: You know, an Air Force still could be, Ryan. You know, they, you know, all the credit to Wyoming in that game, but that's one game there's a lot of conference games left, but, you know, still think Air Force is 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 going to win a lot of games in this league. I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me that they win this division. But now, you know, for a team that was picked fifth, Ryan, Ry- Wyoming's in the mix. Now, it, you know, it's a non-conference game, and there's still a ton of conference games left and, and stuff. But it kind of goes back to what we were talking about even like after the Tulsa game, you know, coming off that first, you know, disaster against Illinois. This is a young football team you know, they bounce back. They get a, you know, a very dramatic win against Tulsa. They grind one out kind of against, you know, Northern Colorado. Now, you know, for a young team to beat arguably one of the better teams in the Mountain West and Air Force, you got to hope, you know, that this continues to build its confidence. You know, not that, you know, you don't want them to get too big for for their britches, so to speak. This this has got to be a confidence booster for them. I don't care if you're a veteran team to beat Air Force. That's always a big win. And it seems like, in in a lot of years, Ryan, that when Wyoming is able to get Air Force, usually means some pretty decent things for them, you know, as the season goes on. Again, we're way early in the season. There's a lot of football left to be played. Usually, you know, in my experience covering this team, when they get Air Force, usually some decent things happen for for, for Wyoming teams as the season rolls on. So we'll see how that – see if they can build off that. They're certainly going to need to take everything they can to build off anything as they, you know, go into – Uh, A very tough place to play against a very good uh, BYU team this coming week. But I got to think this is another notch in its belt of of growth and development and and hopefully confidence for this group.
0: Yeah, I I still think Air Force is going to win at least 10 regular season games. I really do. I think they're going to be favored in almost every game they play. They were favored by 15 against Wyoming. For whatever reason, Troy Calhoun just has a heck of a time at War Memorial Stadium. You know, I even mentioned – his last win there, 2012, he was the Mr. Howdy Duty post game. So even that wasn't a fun bus ride home. So, uh, you know, that's 4 0 Craig Bowl against Troy Calhoun in Laramie is pretty impressive given that, you know, Air Force is such a solid, steady, consistent program that's winning 9, 10, 11 games a year. Uh, it is a great win for Wyoming. Um, I voted Air Force, as I mentioned, number one in the the Mountain Division preseason i still think they'll be you know maybe two behind wyoming now Uh, wyoming has boise state at home boise state also has to go to air force um you know colorado state clearly is not going to contend new mexico is good at defense but they're not going to contend utah state the reigning champion who was picked sixth in the mount preseason last year and won it uh, they look really really shaky so you know this could be Wyoming's year to win the Mountain Division again. So, uh, very impressive there. Um, Craig Bowl did not thank me or mention you in his gratitude after the game because we picked Air Force to cover fifteen, and that's one of the main reasons why Wyoming won this uh, last week. Uh, let's see. I I went. Uh, geez, what did I go three and four? We both went three and four. Not horrible. Um, but we did get Wyoming wrong yet again. Um, so right now I'm 10-16-2, and, and you're 9-17-2 picking Mountain West games this season. Um, so let's get into this week. But before we do, let me ask you this. I have to do the Mountain West power rankings this later this week. I mean, is Wyoming number one? Or do you still put, like, a Fresno State number one, even though they got clobbered by USC knowing they have talent? I mean – Boise State has shaky quarterbacks, really shaky offensive line, mm-hmm. really bad offensive line. San Diego State doesn't have a quarterback, and Wyoming just beat Air Force. So what are you doing with these power rankings, Robert? It's just for fun. But- it's just for
1: fun, and, and I remember doing power rankings like you did when I when I covered the beat, and I always t- approach it as power rankings are a weekly thing. This isn't like a, a poll or a or predicted order or finish. This is kind of what happens – kind of you know after each week and I could see I could certainly you could certainly make a make a point that you put Wyoming number one because they did you know win a conference game against arguably one of the the, the top teams in the mountain west right now so I could certainly see that you know I certainly see him in the top you know even if you don't put him number one I could certainly see him in the top two or three just based on last week you know a lot of things you just said about some of the other teams you know a lot of people thought Fresno State and USC was going to be a good game that never was a game you know San Diego State seems like they're in all kinds of turmoil at least a quarterback uh, like as you mentioned um you know so yeah i th- i think you know for for the week and again things change v- rapidly from week to week it seems like i mean evidence of our picks i suppose that's a that's a good indicator i think you certainly could make an argument you put Wyoming number 1 this week beating Air Force at home after what Air Force had done in its previous game. So I think that's, you know, maybe some people wouldn't agree. I think well, a lot of Wyoming fans would agree with you. But, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of evidence. There's a lot of backing and a lot of numbers to back that up if you did that this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, the portal, obviously, Wyoming lost some really talented players. One of those was Solomon Bird, the USC. And he strips sacks. Hainer recovers the fumble and Hainer suffers a – high ankle sprain on there. So Mm -hmm. the former Cowboy might have thrown the Bulldogs off course this year. So that'll be interesting to see when Jake Hayner can come back from that. They have a bye week in the UConn, so really two bye weeks. But, uh, you know, that'll be interesting. So let's get into this week's picks. Um, Two Friday night Mountain West games. The first one is Nevada getting 24 points at Angry Air Force. Nevada was blanked, 27-0 at Iowa. We were wondering how Iowa was going to cover that big spread. Well, by finding a way to score 27 points during a what turned to be a, a seven-hour night with the lightning delays over Nevada. So um, I'm taking Air Force to blow the Wolfpack out of the water, much worse than 27-0 at Iowa. I think uh, Air Force gets back on track at home against Nevada. Nevada's been exposed. they're terrible. they have no players because of the portal.
1: I, I think I agree. I, I don't know if Air Force is getting some of its perimeter guys back that um, that they missed against Wyoming, but even if not, I think I think they bounce back and you're right. I think Nevada early on you thought, oh, you know maybe this is going to be a not as big a transition as, as originally thought, but it does sound like they still they have quarterback issues that they're just that they, they've come back down to earth after after a nice start. So I think going on the road like that, second game on the road for I for for Nevada I I think I think Air Force bounces back I'll take Air Force to cover that as well
0: the other game is uh Boise State is a 15 and a half point favorite at UTEP Um, Boise State was not impressive at all against UT Martin they won 30 to 7 at home in their home opener uh Hank Bachmeyer was shaken up and, and the crowd cheered when the other quarterback came in that's that's not good not classy by the Bronco fans there, but, you know, I understand Hank Bachmeyer's not, he hasn't developed into what they thought he would after he had a really good freshman year. And part of that is their offensive line stinks. Mm -hmm. Um, Despite all that, I mean, UTEP was manhandled by Rocky Long's defense last week at New Mexico. So, you know, I, I still think the Broncos beat UTEP by, you know, closer to three touchdowns than two. So I'll I'll take uh, the Broncos to cover on the road against Dana Demo.
1: I, I will, too. I think, you know, UTEP maybe plays a little bit better than it did against New Mexico. But also, Ryan, it seems like we've seen here recently, even at times this season, even last season, Boise plays a little bit better on the road. You know, I don't know if it's the pressure. You know, I even saw after, after the UT Martin game where assistant coaches and stuff were like, hey, don't. Don't boo us, you know, don't boo someone getting hurt, I, you know, and I don't know if it's like they feel more pressure playing at home because they have to put up 50 and 500 yards every game to please. I I, I don't know, but I just think they just maybe I, I get a sense that maybe they go on the road. and It's just there's less pressure on them, you know, from their home fans. I, I don't know, but I I think they bounce back. I don't know if it'll be a, a, a picture perfect game for the Broncos, but I do think they bounce back and they'll cover that against Dana Dimmel's minors. It's hard to that's hard. To, it's hard to still kind of grasp a little bit. One
0: game we need to talk talk about but not pick because it's FCS against F- FBS, Sacramento State at Colorado State. The Rams were blown out of the water by Washington State. It was not a competitive game at all. Um, you know, Millen, their quarterback, has very little protection. It's another Mountain West team with a terrible offensive line. So when you go play a Power 5 team, you know, on the road. It's just, it's not pretty. And the Jay Norvell era could not get off to a worse start. Uh, There's been some guys that want to get in the portal when that becomes available, including Dante Wright. Um, But it could get worse. You could lose to Sacramento state (laughs) because they're a good FCS team. So uh, I have this as a toss up, but you know, I would think
1: the Rams would find a way here. You would think, but I think I saw Sacramento State's coming in number six in the FCS and, you know, South Dakota, I think it was South Dakota State last year or, or a couple of years ago, handled CSU pretty easily in in Fort Collins. Um, yeah, I don't know, Ryan. I guess I was, you know, I didn't think it's still a mess at CSU. And, you know, they had another receiver this week during the portal. that was one of the guys that you know, that Norvell brought in from Nevada. And I think he was their leading receiver or second leading receiver. Yeah. So I know, you know, Millen's doing a good job at quarterback. I think he's among the leaders of, of pass completion percentage, but, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm glad we're not picking this because it's another chance for me to get something wrong. I I think it's a toss up, but I'll say this. They better, CSU better play well. It better, I don't want to say it has to play perfect, but it better not just think it can show up on the field and be, you know, uh, the six ranked team in the FCS because we've seen that the gap between the top FCS teams and the so so or, or even decent, you know, group of five teams, it's th- that gap's not that big and it continues to shrink every year. So CSU, you know, handles its business. I think it maybe ekes one out or get, wins a close one. But if it doesn't play well, if it plays like it has so far this season, Sacramento State will beat them, I think
0: yeah shame on csu for playing and it's not their fault it's cu's fault but csu's playing at michigan at washington state colorado played tcu and they got blown out at uh minnesota they also played at air force i mean this was a would have been a great year for cu and csu to play and and see who really is the worst team (laughs) in colorado because i don't even think it's northern colorado to be honest with you
1: right yeah it's it's tough. Maybe better things are going to come for CSU, but you know maybe there's more work to be done than Jay. Well, then I may I think maybe Coach Norvell maybe figured this. I I thought it wouldn't be quite this bad for them early on, and maybe it gets better. You know, maybe it's still some rough spots getting used to everything that's new. But I, I didn't think it'd be quite like this for the Rams at this point.
0: All right, back into the picks. Uh, really interesting line here. Um, Toledo. I think they. Gave up 77 to Ohio State. Is that who they played? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously, Ohio State's a machine, but Toledo is a minus 1.5 favorite at San Diego State. Wow. Vegas not loving the Aztecs. And how could you with that offense right now? But uh, I'm still going to take the Aztecs because they're at home and they're desperate, but, you know, they really don't have any anything cooking at quarterback right now. Braxton Burmeister was not the answer.
1: No, you know, they played three different quarterbacks against Utah, you know, so not very much. And it sounds like their quote-unquote quarterback of the future, redshirt freshman out of the state of Arizona, looks like he's probably going to decide he's going to transfer because he got into the Utah game, played a series, only attempted one pass, and then got yanked for the third string guy. So it sounds like it's an utter mess. And I don't know if if Brady Hoke's losing his locker room there or not. I don't you know, no idea there, but look, they still play good defense. They got to win a home game sooner or later. You know, you know, I'll still, I'm with you, Ryan, I'm going to go with the Aztecs to, to figure this out, but man, you know, but these are the types of things, Ryan, where, you know, it's a typical San Diego state team where, you know, they're pretty good, pretty much all over the place other than the quarterback spot. But when you start getting riffs like this, this is the type of stuff that can pretty much divide your team, divide your locker room, divide everything. You know, so I, you know, for the Aztecs' sake, I hope they get a handle on this because this can be the thing that can kind of derail a season.
0: Another very interesting line that you would have never guessed before the season kicked off UNLV minus two and a half at reigning Mountain West champion Utah State. The Rebels are favored on the road against Utah State, which won the conference last year. Amazing, but the rebels looked really good. I know North Texas is in shambles right now, but uh, you know, UNLV has a good quarterback, a good running game, and and uh, just enough defense. I think they've scored now. Granted, the opponents are Idaho State, North Texas, but they have a couple 50 point games so that they have something going on offense. And you know, when we've been talking about all these bad offensive lines and bad quarterback play, UNLV at least has something going in that area, which is. Critical in this sport in this modern era, so um, I'm still going to go with the Aggies to probably cover and and maybe win because they are coming off an embarrassing performance against Weber State, followed by a an off week. So uh, Blake Anderson, for his sake, I hope figures some things out and and they'll make a statement here and and. And cool off the Rebels. I'm, I'll take Utah State.
1: I think I am too, Ryan, just based on, you know, they've had some time to reassess some things that, in, in Logan. I don't know if they're making wholesale changes or anything, but, you know, they need to get this one after that very humbling and embarrassing loss to Weber State. Um, you know, I know after that loss, you know, they were booing their quarterback, Blake Anderson, went after the fans, and that's, that's never a good thing. But, you know, We'll see, but I, I kind of like where, where UNLV's trending Ryan. You mentioned your, your power rankings. I'm not saying you put UNLV number one in your power ranks, but based on what they've done, and I, you're right, North Texas is, is North Texas, okay, but they're putting up some numbers. You know they're probably up there in the power rankings this week, so I think we're going to see what kind of both teams are made of in this one. Where is Utah State as bad as what they showed against? You know Weber State is UNLV really that much better? I think we're going to I think we're going to learn a lot about these two teams in this game. But Utah State at home and they're an underdog. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with the Aggies on this one. I got to see more from UNLV before I jump on the UNLV bandwagon. But I'm like you, Ryan. I've been very impressed. Even their loss to Cal. Played Cal pretty well. I, UNLV's they're 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 making strides, and that's it's been a long time since we've even said that about the Rebels, at least in football.
0: Yeah, and the Rebels down the road have one more interesting non-conference game at Notre Dame. I'm sure when the Irish scheduled that they thought it would be 60 to nothing. But the way they're playing, you know, just ex- escaping from Cal, you know, mm-hmm. Cal was pretty much even with UNLV at home. So that'll be interesting. Um Next game is uh speaking of big power 5 opponents New Mexico at LSU. Uh, LSU is a 30 and a half point favorite. I I'm going to take Rocky Long's defense to keep it within 31 points. I mean, I don't think they have any chance to pull off the upset because they don't have much of an offense still, but uh, their defense is legitimate and uh LSU is coming around, but they're still a work in progress. They're not the vintage LSU offense.
1: No, they're not. And I agree that that New Mexico's defense is legit, and and that's what you would expect with Rocky Long. Even if Rocky Long took over a you know a a, a Pop Warner team, you would expect his defense to be legit, and he's certainly doing that at, at New Mexico. But you know, I saw LSU a little bit against Mississippi State, and I wasn't overly impressed. You know, but they got guys. You know, Saturday night in Baton Rouge, Ryan. Those are those are. That's one of the more unique things. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I don't know if LSU is even capable of scoring 30, let alone covering that, but I do think they're going to cover that. I don't know if this would make sense. I think they're going to cover it, but it's not going to be like like they're just going to completely dominate everything. I think New Mexico is going to be scrappy. They're going to play tough. I just don't think they got enough to sustain that enough. So I'm going to take LSU to cover that.
0: Next game is probably the uh, game of the year for Sickos, who, will watch anything. Hawaii minus five at New Mexico State. Hawaii was outgained nearly two to one in yards by FCS Duquesne, but the Warriors do score 10 points late uh, and beat Duquesne 24-14 to get Timmy Chang his first win as the coach at Hawaii. I can't believe they're favored against anyone, especially on the road, but Hawaii is minus five at New Mexico State. I will
1: take the Aggies. I'm gonna take the Aggies too. I I don't know how you know maybe the over under is gonna be. Fine. I don't know how teams are gonna score because both aren't very good. And I know New Mexico State's just getting blasted, and you know Jerry Kill's trying to get his you know put his name and and mark on the program. And they're just you know two very similar programs just trying to find themselves, trying to probably find players, trying to find just anything that works. I guess in, in a in a you know, in a game like this, I'm going to air mean, maybe the home team, you know, was just being at home gives you gives you an advantage. So I guess I'm going there. So I'm going to take the Aggies to cover that. I don't know if they win. Maybe it's going to be a three to two game. I, I have no idea, but I'm going to take the home team to cover that.
0: Yeah, it's on flow sports for anyone who's uh, that desperate late <laughs> Saturday night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Western Michigan, plus seven at San Jose State. The Spartans are coming off a bye and a pretty gritty performance and a loss at Auburn. Uh, Auburn is going to fire Brian Harzen, but it's still a road SEC game that they hung around in. Uh, I think they, they beat Western Michigan by more than a touchdown. I'm going to take the Spartans. They had a disappointing loss at Western Michigan last year. I don't think they've forgotten about that. I think they tune up for their Mountain West opener, which will be at Wyoming October 1st. I think they get uh, a win over a Mac team by more than a touchdown.
1: You know, I know Western Michigan is always one of the the better Mac teams and, you know, in, in year in and year out, you know, Mike Bath, former Wyoming running backs coach, is on that staff. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Western Michigan this year, Ryan. And not sure really much about San Jose State. You know, we kind of un, uninspired performance early, but then you mentioned that the, the gritty effort against Auburn. Um, you know, they are coming off a bye week. I got to make up some ground, so I think San Jose State wins, but I think Western Michigan keeps us close. I don't. I don't. I think uh, Western Michigan covers that, so I'm I'm going to go with that because that could be. I think they're two pretty well matched teams. And. Um, you know, I'm still not sure about the whole Cordero thing as quarterback with San Jose State. I don't know if that's going to work or not. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Western Michigan to cover that.
0: All right. And finally, Wyoming plus 22 and a half at number 19 BYU. We talked about the Cowboys. They had really a, a statement win is what they're calling it against Air Force. Like we're going to compete in the Mountain West this year we're back even though our off season we had all the headlines and everyone thinks we're we're not going to be back. I think Wyoming is back in the mix in the Mountain West. But are they ready for a road game at BYU? I don't know. Um this was a great rivalry if you want to check out my book about the Black 14 or even uh, robert and i's book about the border war we also go over the rivalries with air force and y- and byu that wyoming has um we asked craig bull obviously about the rivalry he said he didn't know much about it until the poinsettia bowl and after that game went up to kalani sataki because the game was so intense It's like wow what was the deal there and the fan bases if nothing else the older people remember that this is uh extremely heated and uh you know, Wyoming hasn't won in Provo since 1987. You know, I don't see that happening Saturday night, but I didn't see them beating Air Force either. And BYU is probably licking its wounds pretty pretty, pretty significantly after getting blown out at Oregon. Uh, they've played Baylor and Oregon back-to-back. If you're Wyoming, you hope maybe that is a body bag game situation and they, they just are, are a little off with their – their health and their energy and their depth. But uh, I still think BYU is a really good team. I think Wyoming is a contender in the mound division and I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover. I think they will be in this game for a while and maybe Tyler Hall is the difference in the second half. I, I take BYU to win and Wyoming to cover.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know, Ryan, This is, I'm going back and forth with this. You know, I, I I I guess more than anything, I'm a little bit confused with Oregon because I I mean I know Georgia is is kind of a machine too, and they just Oregon just got handled by them. But then, you know, they Oregon dominated BYU. You know, I know I still think BYU is good, but you know they've had some injury issues. I think they're getting some guys back, but look, you know, to go to Provo, you know BYU is you're right probably licking its chops. You know, this is a kind of a get well game. Not that they're overlooking Wyoming. I think that maybe they take some frustrations out. I do know there's a lot of mutual respect among the two coaches, as you mentioned, between Craig Ball and Kalani Sataki. I just think, you know, I think BYU takes care of business here. I think BYU is going to cover that. You know, I hope I'm wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of stuff, and usually it's worked to Wyoming's favor when I've been wrong. So maybe we're on to something there, Ryan. But uh, I don't know. I just – there's a part of me, Ryan, you know, covered a lot of Wyoming-BYU games. I agree with you. This used to be, used to be a rivalry. To me, it's not a rivalry anymore. It wasn't really that much of a rivalry, even when they were still in the same conference because BYU owned it. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, fans aren't into it. Uh, there's not a lot, there's a lot that that's fine. But to me, this isn't a rivalry and, and hasn't been for a long time. And and again, probably never will be. Um, and that's fine. But you know, people can think what they want about that. But I'm in a lot of ways, around, I kind of wish this game wasn't even being played. Um, I remember when when BYU left the league, you know. Um, and I remember kind of how it all went down. A lot of this gets brushed under the rug, but BYU wanted to try to get some teams from the WAC and some other conferences and, and form their own league, and they wanted to leave Wyoming out. Okay, and it didn't work. But I remember Tom Burman saying, "We'll never, I'll never schedule BYU again in anything." Well, when I was covering the beat, a, a source very, very close to the inside the athletics department told me that when. When Tom Berman met with some of his big time boosters at some point, you know, I said, you know, what's what are your thoughts? What's just kind of get the feeling they wanted him to schedule BYU. Okay, well he did. And now, granted, there's there's parts of that's good for business. If, if BYU lives up to its its uh, part of its contract when they come back to Laramie in a couple of years, that's probably going to be a well attended game. So there's 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 a business side of that that's smart. But you know, if BYU would have had its way. 10, 12, 15 years ago, you know, it would have been in a conference and Wyoming would have been New Mexico State as far as, you know, who knows where it would have been. So honestly, I just almost wish that, you know, this this game wasn't happening, you know, play anyone else right now but BYU. But again, I know there's a lot of interest among Wyoming fans. I don't know how much interest there is among BYU fans. Everyone doesn't like BYU. You know what I mean? Everyone wants, whether you're CSU, whether you're Air Force, everyone wants to beat BYU. So I don't, for BYU, this is probably just another game on their schedule. Um, And for a lot of Wyoming fans, younger fans, I don't know if they even understand any of this. You know, I don't know. So we'll see. To me, after a lot of the history, you know, it used to be a very good rivalry. Yeah, very heated, very intense. Growing up on the western side of the state, you certainly know how Wyoming fans feel about BYU. I, I get that, but honestly, after all that's happened, I almost there's a big part of me that I just almost wishes this game wasn't being played.
0: Yeah, I can't say I'm looking forward to uh, going to Provo myself. I like to uh, have a post game beer and all that stuff, so I'll be in the car on the way to Salt Lake City in the wee hours after this one. It starts at eight fifteen on ESPN two. I did talk to Tom Berman this week and he was laughing about, he was on the record saying, I will never schedule BYU again. Uh, time, a lot of time passed that heals some wounds. And I think, I believe Wyoming is the last Mountain West team to schedule BYU. You know, most teams went right back at them right away, even though they tried to destroy the Mountain West conference by g- g- going independent, Um and Tom is confident that BYU will be in Laramie in 2024. He does not think that they will be able to or want to get out of that. They will be in the Big 12 that season. So you're talking about BYU as a power five, quote unquote, team coming to Laramie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's that's a good deal for Wyoming. Uh, I think that game will be sold out, you know, if it's early enough in the season, which it should be. Uh, You know, if you're a Wyoming fan, what better way to walk this rivalry off than to stun BYU this Saturday night for your first win in Provo in 35 years and then beat them when they're in the Big 12 and 24? Then BYU will be the ones that don't want to ever schedule this again. So right. the good news for Wyoming, I think, in this matchup is Wyoming's pretty good at running the ball, and, and BYU so far, despite having a massive offensive line, is not very good at running the ball, at least against teams like Baylor and Oregon. So, you know, if Wyoming can have a similar style of play to Air Force where they're shutting down the run and running the ball, you you know, I feel good about my cover and maybe they could steal it. So it'll definitely be an, an interesting game Saturday night. And I think the good news for Wyoming, in my opinion, there's no pressure on them. They're not supposed to win. This isn't a Mountain West game. You've already beat Air Force. Whatever happens, the more important games are San Jose State at Home, New Mexico on the road, Utah State at Home, the border war. I mean, you have a chance to to compete for a Mountain West championship. So, this game is just icing on the cake if you were to win it.
1: I, you know, and I think going back to when we recapped Air Force, the Air Force game, Ryan, I think if you're Wyoming, you know what? Hang in there early, you know, weather that first, that opening storm, so to speak, from BYU, and then just, you know, Keep it close. If it's close in the fourth quarter, then take your chances. I think it's a very, to me, it's a very similar type of game plan or at least mindset going into a game like this on the road against a you know a top twenty-five team. You know, hang, just hang in there. You know, takes take the punches. You know, obviously, do some things. If it's close late, then take then you know take your chance. But yeah, you, well, I was kind of playing with house money going into this game. So you know, don't feel the pressure or anything like that, and just take your chances. And you know what? we've already seen a lot of weird stuff in college football just in the first three, four weeks, Ryan. So anything's possible. So we'll, it should be interesting. At least I hope it's interesting in Provo Saturday night.
0: All right. Well, everybody, please go to trip.com and check out all my coverage uh, leading up to the game. And after the game, I'll have a, a special uh, story on Saturday, just about uh, the rivalry and, and one of the special games for Wyoming. So, and also go to Amazon or the UW bookstore, or wherever you're to, uh, to get the black 14 book. If you don't have that, if you want to dive into the history of the series and more importantly, get the border war book that Robert and I wrote together. Cause that one is fun and it's uh less about that dark chapter and more about um, the great rivalry that still exists uh, with Colorado state. So Robert, thanks so much for your time. Look forward to, ch- to chatting and next week and uh, have a great weekend.
1: All right, you too, Ryan. Safe travels. We'll talk to you next week.